In the hell do you think you are? We know each other. He's a friend from work. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. Robert better not get in my face. Because I'll drop that motherfucker. You're unbearably naive. Well, I was born yesterday. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. I am a god, you dull creature. And I will not be bullied by that. Puny god. Does, does, does anyone want to talk movies? Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. That's why we're here. Welcome back to the Culture Cult Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in, friends, family, fans, males, females, whatever. It's a cult, yeah? Yeah. It's a cult? Yeah. We should get matching tattoos. I'm out. Let's get matching cult Second tattoos. Second episode of this podcast, I'm out. I'm dude, done. let's get matching cult tattoos. I'd rather not. Why, dude? It would go against my religion to join a cult where we get matching tattoos. We're in a cult. We're This is our cult, our culture cult. We're inviting people... I'm gonna let down, man. I thought we were gonna have a moment there. I thought you we were gonna be like, dude, down. Yeah, don't. I'm not doing that. Alright, continue your intro, bro. Well, you threw me off my intro, so now we should start over? Not starting over. This is episode two of the Cultural Podcast. Who are you? I am Bill Nye. Bill Nye the Science Guy? You are Drake Frimsdorf the Movie Guy, sir. Drake Frimsdorf the Movie Guy. I am Justin Day. I do all things stuff. We'll plug some stuff later that we also do. But yeah, episode two of uh, the Culture Cult Podcast. First one went well. Yeah, I had I had fun. You had fun with it? I had a lot of fun with it. I'm excited to get this one underway. Underway. What are we talking about today, Drake? We're going to talk about all sorts of things. All sorts it, of things. If you like movies. We're going to extend on a conversation that we had in episode one. So if you haven't seen episode one, go back and listen to that. We Drake kind of brought up the idea of directors uh, still being stars and which ones those are so I thought we where we thought that'd be a good topic just to dive in a little more on we didn't think we touched on it enough uh, so we're gonna dive into that one we're also gonna talk about uh, movie theater etiquette very excited to talk about that and we're also gonna talk about uh, the main portion of this show is gonna be movies we're also gonna, that oh, we need yeah. to see we're yeah. also gonna talk about uh, scenes in movies that get your hands sweaty Okay, that because, can be like the last little bit there. Yeah, because I, I went... Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that yeah. eventually, but I do have a little story for you. Do you want to dive into the directors first? That was a topic that you told me after the first episode that you didn't think you got to really dive in on. Probably because I owned him. Well, no, I think it's a very interesting topic because for casual movie-going movie fans... They uh, don't care about the director. They don't, well, I'm not saying they don't care about the director. For casual movie-going fans, they know some directors just by name, just by how many good movies they've made. Or um, just by how many movies they made. I guess. Like, a lot of people go, we'll, we'll see the next Woody Allen movie. I've never, No one does that. I've ne- Well, 90-year-olds. You're reaching now. I'm not reaching. I'll give you Steven Spielberg. People say Woody Allen, you're like, oh, uh, well, let me go see it. And a few years ago, I would have I gave you James Cameron. But when a, when a guy, or a girl, has a legacy, right? And they've made like 10 good movies. And then their next 30, like 10 of them are good and like 20 are like so-so. It's just like, I just don't know that the director is really... And there's some people that disagree with me, but 
I've all I've I've graduated from being uh, like in high school a casual moviegoer to now being uh, I see seventy movies a year, right? So like, but never really do am I like I have to see it because of the director. I'm never like that I, because I've been let down by directors so many times, including James Cameron, who directed True Lies, which I love. Um, the only director that's probably never let me down, but he hardly makes a lot of movies, and he drove me to one of my favorite ones, so it might make your point a little bit, but this is literally one guy in one instance, and that was Everybody Wants Some by Richard Linklater. That might be the only director that I'm like, well, i got to go see it, and that's only because he literally seems to make the same types of movies, like Boyhood. Uh, Dazed and Confused, Everybody Wants Them. Dazed and Confused and Everybody Wants Them are like brother-sister movies. Last Black Flying, did you see that? I haven't seen that yet. See, it, he, I mean, I, I, knew, really I, I knew he made it, but the trailer, I was like, so-so. Really so, so it didn't like fly me to the, you know what I'm saying? It's it's the stars, it's the story, it's the trailer. It's If I'm already well, invested, me, like, I, I don't care who directed Spider-Man Far From Home. It's the story that I want to see. I'm already invested in these characters. and It's, it's a whole different, maybe in the, the, the early yeah, 80s, 90s, it was different. a different That's story. Like you're going into a franchise. I'm talking about like, let me let me just rattle but, off. But but what isn't a franchise now? Let That's me drive people. Let me movies. rattle off some directors with original properties that when they make a movie, you go see it. Okay. Okay. David Fincher. No. Gone. Or do, you, or do you want me to do it? Too. Or you're giving me your list. I follow. Okay, go ahead. David Fincher, Fincher Gone Girl. Yeah. So filmed in our hometown. Yeah. No. I met I met Blood Affleck at the gym. Fight Club. Seven. He has a string of Zodiac. He has a string of continuously good movies. Yeah. Okay. No. Tarantino. No. Um, We've touched on that. Martin Scorsese. Yeah, but it's been so fucking long. Like, first off, he's making a Netflix movie now, so it's not driving me anywhere. I'm driving it to my couch. <laughs> You're trying to your couch. Christopher Nolan. No. Edgar Wright. I mean, I think with Christopher Nolan, it's close. Um, but Dunkirk, I didn't didn't love the trailer, and I, then the movie was I, so so. Yeah, I didn't really like Dunkirk. I'll, I'll be vocal about that, but. What I will say is, my ass was top five most anticipated of the year. It's Christopher Nolan, uh, Summer. And when you I'm solely in. base on a director, they let you down almost 50% of the time. Nah, that's, always, that's a bad example because Dunkirk is, is, in my opinion, it's a good made movie. But as far as it's story. It's a well made movie. Jesus, your grammar's not good made. Well made movie. I want to take a knife and just stab <laughs> myself in the head right now. All right, go ahead. You said uh, the next one, I forgot now. I, I don't know if there's too many more. Spielberg? No, there's no not, one went and saw the BFG. I said that last time. No one went and saw not the a, BFG. There's not a lot. Well, if we were alive 20, 30 years ago. We're having a different conversation. Okay. We, That's what we, I just we said were, like we five were, minutes we ago. We were both alive 20, 30 years, 20 years ago. Yeah, but I'm saying like we weren't this age 20 years ago. Like if we were this age 20 years ago, yeah, we might be having a different conversation. But now it's all about the franchise. It's all about the star. It's all about... No one is but there going was, solely because of the director. Like Kubrick? No one is going just to see his movies. Isn't well, he dead Ku- now? Yes, he's dead. Yeah. I'm saying. That's why Back if then, we were like It's totally 30. different. It's to- I, I, you're making my point for me. This means I've won the argument because you've already pivoted. No, what I'm saying is there are still few directors in working today. There's none. There are still few. What did the BFG make? BFG's a bad example. It's his latest movie. Edgar Wright. I mean, he's made decent movies... I got excited for his movie because of him, and I didn't like it. I got excited. I loved the three he did with Simon Pegg and those boys. I loved those. And then he goes and he does Baby Driver, which was a dud. Baby Driver was a How financially success. It was successful. Yeah. Did it and make, it was well-received by the Did it make critics. franchise money? No. Okay. <laughs> it's about the stars now. The, the, Hollywood goes through these phases. And at some point from now on, it'll probably be about the director again. But right now... 
People aren't going for the director. No one cares who we, we us nerds know who did Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War, the Russo brothers. But do you think people really care who directed those movies? No, they're going to go see it regardless. No, you know what? No, I'll say after the Russo brothers move on, after they do Infinity War, after or after they did Winter Soldier, Infinity War, and Endgame, if they move away from the Marvel space, I guarantee you a big chunk of Marvel fans about, okay, what are they doing next? They're going to keep an eye on them because they really enjoy those movies. Yes, but only until they until they let them down the first time, and then they're going to be off of them. They'll see their movies, but they won't be like you who thinks that because the director makes a movie, you have to go see it. That's a dying idea. Jordan Peele, get out. Jordan Peele's next movie, one of my most anticipated of the year. That's because it looks the trailer looks great, and I trust Jordan Peele because Get Out was. I think phenomenal. him. I think if there's two people that are going to that are going to bring it back to that mindset, it would be him and Damien Chazelle, which I said last time. So, once again, you're not disproving my points. <coughs> 2019 is not the year of the director. It's, not the, it's the year of the star and the year of the franchise. Look at our top ten most anticipated. Like, two of them, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for you and Us for you, are because of the director. Zombieland 2, it's a franchise. Uh, the Marvel shit, it's a franchise. The DC shit, it's a franchise. The only one for me that was because of the director isn't even because of the director. Last Christmas, Paul Feig movie. It's because of Henry Golding. I love that dude. So, no, I, I just, I think, I understand what you're saying. And I think if this was two decades ago, you have a very valid point. Right now, I think it's, I think that's a dying uh, mindset. 30 years ago, like you said, different mindset. But I'm saying today... There are still an elite few that you will go out to the theater and see, the general public. No. That that has that I disagree. That has that director's name in their head. We'll, disagree. we'll agree to disagree because if that was the case then I would have seen a bunch of eighty year olds go in and seeing BFG and it didn't happen. If I if I just went to like one of my friends like like You think okay, here's the deal. James Cameron. Okay. This is a perfect setup. My my, my setup is it's the franchise. Your argument is it's the director. Now Let's merge the two. James Cameron finally coming out with Avatar 2. No one's going to see it. Your thoughts? People will see it because it's James Cameron. More people will see it because it's James Cameron than because it's Avatar? Yeah. Because it's taken so long? But it will do grossly under what it could have done 10 years ago. Well, because he's taken about 10 years to make the sequel. I just, I think... I understand your point of view. I'm not saying it's dumb or irrelevant, but I just don't think that... I don't think that... I actually do think it's irrelevant. I don't think it's relevant to 2019. I don't think the director is... I think it, I think it can be a force, but I think in most cases it comes second and third to the trailer, the story, the star, and then potentially if it is a franchise. Agree to disagree. All right. I, and I see your point. I do. But 2019 is definitely the year of a franchise and stars... And so was 2018. But there and is, so was 2017. There, and so was 2016. And so was 2015. And so will be 2020. But there are three, in my top five, there are three directors coming out with movies. Scorsese, Tarantino, and Jordan Peele. That I'm going to go see based off, it's these guys. They have a can great you, Can you count the Scorsese one? Can you count the Scorsese one? Yes. He's driving you to your couch. I. You know what I'm... It's actually getting a limited release in theaters. Oh. So I might... Go to Chicago or something and check it out. Anyways, so we'll just we'll just we'll just agree to disagree, and that's totally fine. But uh, I'm it right. happens. Um, okay, so second topic we you had brought this up. This just you made a list on Letterbox actually a hundred movies that you 
Had 100. seen yet. And then you went and bought um, Back to the Future trilogy, yeah. and you saw the first one? And the second one. Okay. Thoughts? There are movies that you thought you had to see because you want to continue this. You want this. We, we want to grow this podcast and this YouTube empire, and, and we're going to build everything into a driving force of money making machine. So there's just movies that you think world you, domination. There's just movies that you think you have to see before you are validated. I need to see Back to the Future. I need to see The Godfather trilogy okay. before seen, I before I am certified to talk I've, about movies. I've seen all those. Uh, Let me know when I'm certified. Yeah, you're you're certified. Fuck off. Um, Back to the Future Part One was a pause. Fun movie. Okay, you're, okay. you're gonna review those two, right? And so then and then I'll, and I'll then, and then let's those. just give five. I made a list of five. You live to give the list of five, uh, and we'll see what take we have on these. But go ahead and tell them, uh, even though the movie came out ages ago, what wow. you thought of Back to the Future. This will not become a thing. We're not gonna review old movies, but Drake is dying to tell you, and uh, <laughs> anyone who else that might not have seen all you newborn infants with your. Uh, AirPods and Drake wants to tell you how Back to the Future is. Uh, Back to the Future, uh, Part One was a fun adventure movie. It's the only movie, in my opinion, that has to be remade. That okay, that's a topic for another time. They could remake this. A st- Back to the Future should be sci-fi's A Star Is Born. It should be remade every ten years because it's so you can perfect. Play with it. Like imagine putting someone in the nineties now, and all of a sudden. Old enough to be around no, with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, just the second... I don't know how to word this. The second one did things that I've seen before. But it was probably but, but, but it was probably done the first by them. Probably. That's the trouble with going back and watching older movies. Um, just the dynamic between uh, Doc and, and Marty had a real Rick and Morty vibe. Which, oh, God. No, it, it, that's the point of Rick and Morty's very Back to the Future. Is it really in their characters? Well, I can see that. Well, sure. in their relationship, yeah. But I don't know. I just love the dynamic. This is the, this is this I, is the I mind the of characters. a millennial, people. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is guys. the mind of a millennial. He just compared Rick and Morty to. You know what? You like the movies. We're moving on. Oh. Um, that was. I love you, but that was bad. You just were like, oh, I think they're similar. That's because they are. Okay, top five movies that you have to see. But I understand what you're saying. It's tough to go watch back an old movie. Like, for example, if you've seen, like... feels dated a little bit. Yeah, if you see, like, a, t- like a, a twist or something, it's been a hundred times. Um, it's like with songs, too. Like people, people forget older songs. And we had a conversation the other day uh, with a group of friends that you guys are dumb and you don't remember old songs and you think that people are still, you know, they're referencing. And so when... when I was agreeing with you, actually. So when they do a twist on something that's similar to a movie, it's just referencing, but when you've seen that one first, it dates the other one. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I'll give my five because I think you're going to do a totally different take. I think you're going to do all classics. Um, I have a couple classics and then a couple new releases. Uh, so you ever heard of the movie Thunderbolt and Lightfoot? No, I have not. Um, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot is a movie that I really badly want to see. Uh, it was actually made in the uh, the year 1974. Uh, it has Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I like saw um, some pieces of it during the um, during his sex acceptance, like the Golden Globe thing, and I was like, that looks awesome. I'm a big Clint Eastwood guy, and it looked incredible. Completely, so, real quick, completely off topic. You ever see the movie R.I.P.D.? Yeah. Jeff Bridges Don't and Ryan Reynolds. It's somewhere in the middle, somewhere. Yep. You gotta earn that. Yeah, that's true. No, I like Jeff Bridges. I like Clint Eastwood. So, just an older one. Um, you ever heard of Dick Tracy? Yes. I've never seen Dick Tracy. Never seen Dick Tracy either. Uh, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty directed it. Uh, he was Clyde. A of, he was a part of the whole uh, Oscar fiasco a couple years ago. Absolutely. Madonna's in it. 
Okay. What year did that come out? Uh, that came out uh, clearly in the 90s. 1990, actually. Okay. So right on 1990. <coughs> so those are my two like older ones. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get into The Losers. Um, I own The Losers. I've never seen it. Okay. Uh, I, own the I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah. Lawless. Tom Hardy. Big fan of Tom Buff. Hardy. Big fan of Shia LaBeouf. Never seen it. One of those movies that he's like, okay, I got to see it this year. And then it just kind of... I've seen like, bits and pieces of it. Every year, it kind of like, okay, I didn't see that one this year. Got to see it. And it's just one of those movies that just... When you see as many movies as we do... Every There's year. some that go through the wayside. Exactly. And then, uh, number one for me, uh, we did a most anticipated list uh, uh, on the podcast on the first episode. I did one last year for myself. I saw all nine. Oh, wait, there was ten. Oh, yeah, my number one, Creed Two. Still haven't seen it. So that's This man is a big Sly guy. He is a big Stallone guy. Big Creed Jason, is one of my favorite movies of all big time. Big Jason Statham guy. And I don't know what Jason Statham has to do with Creed Two. I mean, you're right. I'm just your your genre. Your your that's my genre. Your your handful of actors that you yeah. gravitate towards. Yeah, uh, and Stallone is up there. And yeah, he's top five for me. We had some things going on, family stuff going on. Got busy. Um, stuff with you know, I'm engaged, man. I got shit going on. I'm not single like you. So well, we had some stuff come up, and that, that movie wasn't was... around here that long. It was only the theater for like two weeks. I felt like it was in and out. So is, I feel well. No, here, might be right. here, it yeah, was in like two right. weeks. Because uh, um, I didn't see the opening night, and I was like, well, okay. And then the next week, I was like, oh, I can't go. And then I actually had a free Thursday, and I was like, okay, well, I'll go by myself. And then it was out. <laughs> so that was wonderful. So that's my number one anticipated of last year. So I can bootleg it. I tried, and it is literally like shot through someone's like Motorola Razor phone, like looking at the screen. It was awful. So You'll, it comes out in March. I love it. Um, it'll be so you know the list that we went over last week, the five and five. Or on Monday, actually, the, change. the the five and five more than likely will change. It's gonna be battling. I already know it's gonna be battling Mission Mission Impossible because the first Creed is incredible. I've heard it's better than the first one. So, uh, but yeah, so there's a couple classics in there. There's a couple. Um, have you seen any of those? Yeah, no. So there you go. No. So that's that's a good list. Except for Creed two, we could watch them together. Have to see Creed two. Exactly. You piece of shit. Well, didn't, didn't invite me. I did. I know. You were busy. You had family things going on. <sighs> Your list. <sighs> my list. Okay. I'll tell you if I've seen them, and I'll give you like a. Okay, okay, we'll do this. You've seen Creed two. Yeah. One to five stars. What do you give it? Four point seven five. We're doing that now. Four and a half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first on my list has to be The Godfather. Five. Oh, we're going. We had to do five through one. No, no, no. I'm saying that's a five star movie. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Hey, for, first, second one's better. Yeah. Much, much like the term. I'm just gonna pair those together. I need to see both yeah. of those. So. I had the I have all. Do you have them? No. Yes, I have the first one. You can borrow my Blu-ray set. Um, I want to see. What a friend I am, yeah. I want to see Schindler's List. You better set out a yeah. That's like that's a four-star movie. You better set out the. Uh, you gotta take out a weekend. Oh, I gotta set out a weekend. Oh yeah, dude, it's like a twelve and a half hour movie. Um, I've been on plane rides across the country that one quicker than Schindler's List. <laughs> Stand by me. Dude, do you ever see Stand by Me? Rob Reiner directing. Yeah, and, uh, who's who's the dude in it? River he's, Phoenix. He's very he's very famous. Jerry uh, O'Connell. No, um, go to the cast real quick. That's a five star. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Keeper Sutherland. It. Will Wheaton. Keeper Sutherland. Yeah, that's a five star movie. That's a tear. You'll cry and stand by me. Okay. You'll um, cry and stand by me. Well, let's see. Let me Bo- guess. You're actually going through all my all my grandpa's favorite movies. So, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Was that on there? Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. It's been a while. I won't even write that one because it's been so long. But I, as a kid, I liked it. As a kid, I watched a movie about the porn industry. Dude, you know, my mom it. didn't care. My favorite movie as a kid was Friday. 
that is on my 100 movies yeah. to watch. You ever seen Friday before? It's on Netflix, you piece of shit. Friday is one of the funniest movies of all time. And this one, uh, this is a big shout-out to a, a podcast I listen to called The Top Ten. They're big fans of this movie. I've never seen it. They talk about it in depth, and they love it so much. They'll never hear this. Collateral. Oh, with Matthew McConaughey? No. Collateral. Oh. Tom Cruise, Jamie Foxx. Oh, Collateral is... Uh... No, I'm, I'm saying of Contact. Collateral? Collateral. John, John, bleh, Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. Those are two guys that I love. Man. Those are two Tom, guys that I... Tom Cruise is a hitman. He plays a bad guy. Oh, I've never seen that. That's on my list, too. It's wasn't in my top five. We need to watch that. Yeah, I, I think Jamie Foxx... Actually, man, I had a tweet that came up on my time hop today that was like... Um, it didn't age well. I'll put it that way. Okay. didn't age well. I'll find it. Okay, because talking about talented people. I think Jamie Foxx is one of the most talented people... Ever on planet Earth, ever that dude can sing, he can act. He sounded. I, I mean, it looked like Ray Charles was 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 on there, right? So, this is two years ago. This is two years ago on my Twitter, and I'll tell you why this is not aged very well. In terms of talent, I think Jamie Fox, Kanye, and R. Kelly are on a different plane than everyone else. R. Kelly. <laughs> Um, I've been a lifelong R. Kelly fan, and uh, as a kid, I heard about the P tape. I thought it was funny and all that stuff because of the the, the Dave Chappelle thing. I was a kid. Now I'm watching that Lifetime thing. It is terrifying. Um, <laughs> I will say that his music is incredible. And if you don't think that I believe I can fly will be played at my funeral and my wedding and my bar mitzvah, you're crazy. I I'm not gonna have bar mitzvah, but I love his old songs. So speaking of, it's uh, tough though. Jamie Foxx and Collateral. Mark Ruffalo was also in the movie, and it's directed by Michael Mann. Okay. Michael Mann did Heat. I know who Michael Mann is. Michael Mann did Black Hat, which I walked out of. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Um, speaking of R. Kelly, I kind of want to get into this now. Are you trapped in the closet? No. The idea that you can um, enjoy someone's work. Oh, I know where you're going with this. While not liking the person. There's a lot of, Okay. Yeah. Because, and this is not something we planned. This no. is spur of the moment. So, for me, I love um, R. Kelly's older songs. Who doesn't? Right? And then, but then you look at the person that he is. I have which, two, which leads I have us into people, the movie side, which is like Kevin Spacey. Okay. Kevin Spacey. Because, I mean, um, the only reason why, and I stand by this, the only reason why Netflix is successful as they they have become is because of Kevin Spacey. House of Cards was the first time everybody was like, holy shit. You have to get Netflix to see this show. Mm-hmm. You have to because it's the only place you could see it. And without Kevin Spacey, we wouldn't have the Netflix that we have now with all the its, its originals and all this stuff going on. And you look at R. Kelly. I mean, not only did he make great music, he kind of brought the country Aaliyah, who he married when she was fifteen. That's a piece of shit move. <laughs> she also died in a car accident, a, few, or a, a plane crash, unrelated to him. Um, that we know of. And it was very unrelated to him, but. He's. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I have two people like that, and one of them is Mel Gibson, which I can I can watch. Raging racist. I can watch. Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Well, <laughs> I can watch Lethal Weapon. But more recently, no came, one should watch Passion of the Christ. Whether you're religious or not, that's a shitty movie. He came back as uh, as a director with Hacksaw Ridge. Bloodfather was incredible. Did oh, you Did you see that? I did not. Those are kind of. I'm not saying those are in the same like. Time period. I, like I referenced earlier, the top ten guys raved about uh, Bloodfather. Great movie. Mel Gibson came and like... Was it Gringo? Something about... Get the Gringo. Get the Gringo. I mean, I mean he had a massive comeback. Get the, Get the Gringo was a few years before 
Bloodfather and Hacksaw Ridge, but I mean, he made a massive comeback. And but his are, and at the same time, his um, he was under the influence, said some racist words. Yeah, I'm talking about sexual harassment. Okay, but I just want to touch on this because it's relevant to the topic. But they did a top ten uh, Mel Gibson movies, the the top ten, mm-hmm. and on the Facebook uh, in the Facebook group after the show. Somebody posted in the group, uh, I'm all for top ten list, and I, I love to watch a show and all that other stuff, but I, I don't see why we had to do Mel Gibson. I'm not going to watch this week. Like, Yeah. For me... That's tough. That's, for, for that's me, tough. You, you have to sometimes separate, separate the two. Unless it's something drastic, like murder. Right. Or... Well, even then, that's tough. I mean, as a wrestling fan... Uh, I go back. I go back all the time and watch old wrestling, old wrestling um, pay per views and stuff. Yeah. And when I see a, a Chris Benoit thing, it's like that dude was, that dude was a was a superstar. Even to me, like I used to put my brother in the, in the Crippler cross Crippler crossface all the time. I used to beat the fuck out of him. So, <laughs> but more more to your point, you look at a guy like Bing Crosby. Who doesn't love Bing Crosby? Who's that? You know, Bing Crosby is. He's one of the most. Famous singers of all time. He did a lot of the holiday stuff, a lot of the holiday albums. He did uh, had some movies, some Christmas movies. I've heard of the name. With some very big stars. He's one of the highest selling music artists of all time. Uh, Millie Kalikimaka, that's him. Okay. And he was a very abusive dad. Beat the shit out of his kids. Adrian Peterson. Well, that's different. But I'm saying very abusive. Or but should I say Adrian Peterson? No. Okay. I am in no way, shape, or form involved in these jokes he's making. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are. But you have to. It's hard because I still listen to those songs during the Christmas period. I still, you know. Yeah. The the only other guy. But I think uh, I think also when you, I, what I was what I wanted to differentiate to differentiate was with Bing Crosby and R. Kelly. It's their voice, right? So it's sometimes it's easier. You don't not see in their face in the movies. Like when you see Kevin Spacey in American Beauty, when you see him in House Seven. of Cards, you know it's like you. It's hard. It's way more difficult to separate the artist from the art when it comes to film and, and, music, and cinema. Yeah. Well, not music. Music it's easier because you don't see. That's their what face. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's harder. But with with What's movies, it's tough because it's a it is a it's a visual experience. Um. The, the other guy I had on my list, the the two that I, I can look past and, and still enjoy their work is Kanye. Because Kanye has been in the news a lot over the last year just for this, that, or the other. You know, all that Trump talk, all the, the, the meeting at the White House he had with Trump was just, ah, oh, man. See, for me, um, I can... But I love his music. I can separate that a little more because if someone has a differing view than me, like like all the time, for example, like uh, we have friends that I Vietnamese, v, not Vietnamesely, but Viet, <laughs> I very much disagree with them a lot. I don't even go for that word because I almost said Vietnamese and that been a little racist. I, you blindly is that what you're gonna? I guys, I have no part of his jokes. <laughs> no, I disagree with people a lot that I, that on terms of like whether it be public policy or. Um, political affiliation um, whether you should vape or not which you just did there's certain things I disagree with on a very personal level but it's not going to make me dislike the art that they make yeah yeah whereas beating your wife might just do that do you see what I'm saying yeah 
are you able to separate the two? Are you, are you? I can't watch American Beauty anymore. I love that movie, but Kevin Spacey's playing a creepy older dude, and when I realize he's a creepy older, older dude, dude, it's hard to. House of Cards, first couple seasons, loved it. Cannot watch it. I brought up Murder, right? Yeah. Can you go back and watch? Uh, old Florida games, or can you watch old Patriots games, see Aaron Hernandez? I would never do that. So, Okay, what if a Super Bowl rerun's on, and you see Gronk and Hernandez I'll put in a movie. I don't, I don't, the only Super Bowl rerun I'm going to watch is uh, the one that the Saints won against you the see, Colts. You see highlights, and you see Aaron Hernandez. That's fine. It doesn't bother me at all. It kind of bothers me. I was like, oh, that guy. That's weird. He killed somebody. I was never a huge Aaron Hernandez fan. I'm saying I was always a huge oh, Kevin Spacey fan. They're a big dynamic duo, Gronk and Yeah, Aaron but I wasn't. I was never, you know... I'm a Saints fan. I don't. The better thing is Darren Sharper. Do I have trouble with Darren Sharper? Absolutely. He was on a Super Bowl winning team. I have massive trouble with Darren Sharper. He was he was raping women, drugging them, and raping them. Um, yeah, that's tough. That's a better question. If you were a great interviewer, you would do that. Um, but no, that's that's just that's just a spur of the moment topic that we just went there. Yeah. I, I think I think it's I think it's relevant, and um, and, think, and also if you're listening, give us a couple people. Uh, that that maybe you have had experience with that have turned you off to their you know what I'm saying that you've enjoyed their work or their music or their movies or whatever and then you saw something in their personal life that that affected how you see them going forward. I want to hear some names. Probably I don't know who else would be thrown out there, but I'm not even gonna go there. But you can uh, tweet those to uh, Culture Call Pod on Twitter, and we will uh, we'll retweet them. We'll talk back if you follow. We will follow back. Um, let's get into movie theater. Etiquette. We t- um we talked about it before. Yep. And uh, a podcast that we both enjoy and we respect. Uh, Collider Live. Perry Nemiroff and Roxy Stryer were talking about this exact subject. Can I come? Sort of. What do you mean? That's just something. Oh yeah, she said. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, they were talking about it in terms of they went to a second screening of Glass last week. Did you hear the podcast? Mm-hmm. I thought about you immediately. Thank you. Um, not in a good way. No, thank you. Because um, Roxy said that the cause we talked about in the first podcast being in the middle of Missouri and sometimes the crowds are iffy. Um, that the crowd was fifty fifty in terms of there were some people that were fifty um, percent media, fifty percent uh, fans, and she talked about how there was one person like right to the left of her that had their phone out. Like on and off throughout the movie, yeah, and how like At that is soup, yeah, or just that they're talking about any movie in general, and they were saying that. And Christian Harloff said he's the first person to speak up, whether he's at a screening or at any movie anywhere. He's the first person to to, to uh, speak up, and I immediately thought of you because. I thought, man, if they were ever in a theater with Drake Frimsdorf, Christian Harloff is going to yell at him because you because it's you look at your phone all the time in movies, even if you like it. What is going on? Uh, I want to. No, don't tell me you're, you're what is going on. Me. You're asking me, so I'm telling you. I am. Con- well, let let me put it bluntly before you answer. Okay. Remember when we went and saw Tag last year? We love. We both love Tag. By love the way. Tag. I saw it the night before, and then we went together. With a group, and we saw it the second night. You guys hadn't seen it. I, me and my fiance had saw it. <coughs> what was going on in my life when we went and saw the second tag? Do you remember? Yes. What was going on? You had a family member. My grandmother was in the hospital. Okay, I didn't. Of what she ended up passing away from. Okay. At any moment in that movie, did I look at my phone? No. No. My no, grandmother. I thought I can remember. No, I didn't. I know I didn't. 
Because when I got out of the theater, so I had to rush back to the hospital because she was almost, they thought she was going to die that night and she didn't. So at the end of the day, if I can not if I can sit through a movie with someone in the hospital that I love and care about, why can't you sit through a single movie? Every movie I've gone to, whether it be Bumblebee, uh, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, uh, Tag, name it, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, you check your phone. What's going on? Just like to be in the know. <laughs> like to be in the know. I like to be. I mean, you pay like eight dollars. You want to be in the know. What's on the screen? Yeah. Ten sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm constantly checking my phone for the time. Maybe if I wore a watch, I wouldn't pull up my phone as much. I wear a watch. I don't even check my phone. I mean, if I'm in the movie, what does it matter what time it is? Because sometimes the the pacing. <laughs> there's very rarely a movie that I will not. This sounds bad. There's very rarely a movie yeah. I will not get my phone out for. That's why I'm calling it. This is a perfect time to call you out on. It's early in the podcast. People aren't going to see it, but they know now when we review movies, I'm going to keep a counter and I'm going to say, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to try to guess how much you liked the movie by how many times you pulled your phone out. And by the end of this, and my my goal is, guys, to let you know the know. By the end of this year, I want to potty train you like a dog. I will, t- I will tell you, my top three movies of the year, I did not pull my phone out for any one of those. Didn't, uh, Star is Born, um, I I mean, A Quiet Place, and Infinity War, did not pull my phone out. It's super... That's a lie! Okay, on multiple viewings. That's yeah. a lie! I, okay, I saw Star Born three times. Sometimes I know what's going to go down. I was like, oh, that's... Well, I, I didn't see A Star Born with you. I didn't see, so now you're telling on yourself. I didn't see A Star Born with you. I didn't see A Quiet Place. I saw Avengers Infinity War with you. I saw it you multiple saw times. It the second time with me. Multiple times. And you pulled it out. I don't care. When I'm at my house, dude, when I'm at my house and I want to see a movie, I don't look at my phone then. It's definitely something I need to, to work, work on. on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'll just work. calling you out on it. Is okay. there anything I need to work on? No, I'm, I'm perfect in the movies. Sometimes you need to find places to open if, if you have uh, a beverage or if you have maybe, That's tough. maybe some candy or something. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to diet now. But well, usually, I'm just saying. You, you need to find opportune the, the toughest to part open is, your... Yeah. Usually I do that during the, during the trailers. Let me, let me tell you. The, I, got, the, I got a bag of cookie dough bites for a quiet place. It took me about thirty-five minutes to open them. You gotta do that. You gotta, you gotta open it in the trailer. I, I should have. See now, I'm, see you say I need to do it. I'm teaching you. You open it in the trailer. It's the only thing that I've ever made noise with, and I felt bad about, is when you get the hot food there. And why would they give you all this, all the linings with the paper, like when you're trying to get the food yeah. out? It's like, come on, dude. it's like, like a bag of chips. It's like, what are we doing here? Like that's tough. Like when I mean like the wrap, I like the wraps. It's tough because it's wrapped in a fucking it's wrapped in paper, so it's tough to not be loud. But especially when you're watching uh, Instant Family, which is not one that's a very loud movie. Um, that was probably the only time this year that I was like, Jesus, I'm kind of probably being loud, but it's not my fault. So, is there anything you try to refrain from besides getting on your phone, besides trying to make noise? Is there anything you refrain from, try to refrain from doing in the movies? That's like the well, I try not to talk. That's about it. Yeah, and if I do talk, it's like a very faint whisper in someone's ear. I'm not. I've had people. I mean. We've had bad... The thing is, is you know the difference between a bad and a good movie experience. We talked about um, Hurricane Heist on the last episode. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a great theater experience, at least for like five minutes of that movie. There was a kid, it's free range, free range, just running around asking people for money, including we in us. the front row. And it was he, sold out. He was running around asking for money. the concrete floor, yeah. I'd rather deal with that than someone being on their phone, though. Like, because imagine someone being... I'll just say at the very top, okay? When I say at the very top... I see everyone's screen that opens. Yeah. And that really gets irritates me. So imagine when we're sitting at Bumblebee, we were sitting like two off the floor and you had your phone up. I'm thinking about the guy up top being like, fuck that dude, I want to put a laser to his head. 
it, vice versa, if I'm in that situation, I see somebody pull their phone out. You're probably more forgiving because you're... I No, here, here's the thing. If I see it and they're on their phone for an extended period of time, that gets on my nerves. If they pull it out like I do, check it. No. You got a, you got a message. You, you got you there's got times, the time. There's times I'll, because I'll in Bumblebee, I wasn't sure that you loved the movie. You said you loved it. I didn't like I it. I didn't love it. I liked it. But you really liked it. Yeah. And you were on your phone for a, a three-minute stretch at that time. You are texting three different people. I was like, what is he doing? I was texting three different people. That's what I was doing. Say, hey, what's up? We got to work on it. I'm in Bumblebee. We got to work you doing? on it. Yeah, I agree. Definitely something I need to work on. I'll get better at it. Looking forward to the tally counter that we have. Yeah. I, I can't wait to start it. Um, it's something I've thought about forever, if I'm being honest. I've thought about it forever. Um, you know, this is kind of random. I didn't enjoy horror movies either until I grew up and stopped being such a little bitch. Somebody trying to call me out on not liking a genre of movie. Yes, you can't just. You know, I, okay, I don't like faith-based movies. Am I a piece of? Am I a bitch for not liking? Or do, you, or do you love a good faith-based movie? If it's done well, like the one that's coming out with the kid that goes under the the the, the ice. You want to see that piece of shit that's coming out? It, trailer does not look good. Exactly. So let's just move on before I own you in this one too. What is it we need to get to? We'll end it. We'll end it where we started it. You ready for this? Now I'm going to present. My argument. You presented your argument for the directors. I'm going to present my argument. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Bad times at the El Royale. Do you think people went and saw it for the director? Or did you go see it because of Jeff Bridges, Chris Hemsworth, and so on and so forth? For that specific movie, you went and saw it for Jeff Bridges, Chris okay. Hemsworth, John Hamm. Okay. Those All right. Okay. Uh, moving on. As a matter of fact, we could just go top 10 of the year like Black Panther. Like Ryan, Ryan Coogler is a great director, but no one saw it for Ryan Coogler. Mm-hmm. Everyone saw it because of Civil War. I'll, okay, here's the thing. I love Creed and I love Fruitvale Station. Those are the two movies before Black. Coogler's Panther. a beast. Coogler's yeah. one of the best, and like he's one of the guys that if I were, I could support your argument. But that's only because for, I just love everything he's done. For Black Panther, after I saw Black Panther in Civil War, and I knew they were coming out with Black Panther in February, it didn't matter who directed it. My, no, I would have seen it regardless. But yeah. here's the thing: my excitement level. Went from probably like a seven to a like a nine near ten, yeah. Because Ryan Coogler was directing. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, look, this is my argument, so let me continue to make it. Mission Impossible Fallout. I think the director comes probably fourth on that list, right? You went and saw it because of the Mission Impossible franchise. You went and saw it because of Tom Cruise. You went and saw it because you looked at the cast list and saw Ding Rames was back, and then you saw it because of the director, who also did. I think he does great work with Tom Cruise. I'm excited to do that. Two more. Henry Cavill as well. Yeah. People might want to see but Henry Cavill. Christopher McQuaidy, whatever his name is, he was Christopher probably McQuarrie. McQuarrie. He's probably like fifth on the list, sixth on the list. Well, she just assigned uh, signed on to do the two next more. Two. Very excited. I love him, and I love him and Tom Cruise together. I, I hope, like, hope it's not a David Yates situation with the Harry Potter franchise. I like I the Jack Reacher stay stuff. Too long. I like the Jack Reacher stuff. I like everything they've done. So I just hope he doesn't stay too long. I like just his, admit that I'm right. Just to admit in this this debate. This day and right. age, okay, but I, you don't get what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say there are few there directors, are a few directors that, that do that for people, and especially people like you who are either old or have an old mindset. I understand what you're saying. All right. Um, you know what I never got to do earlier. Go ahead. In the first episode. In this episode. Oh, in this episode. Which now you know we've shot these back-to-back since Jason yeah, just back to back. Uh, revealed that bit of information. I never got to roast you. 
because the Saints just played and they lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we just said we shot it back to back. I'm just kidding. No, I did have a uh, another movie that I wanted to throw out that I hadn't seen. That you need to see? That's Topical. Unbreakable. Topical? Let's get tropical. You never seen Semi Pro? Unbreakable. I have seen Semi Pro. Not one of Will Ferrell's best. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, I just want to see that before Glass. Are you? Are you? So let's dive in a little bit here. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm not gonna see Glass. Um, reviews are mild. Mixed. I, I'm trying to say to, the best. I'm staying away from. Reviews. Okay. Are you? St- I mean, but but you know. I, I know the Twitter, general you know, reception. You, you know that it's mixed. Unfortunately, yeah. it's mixed. Um, does that in any way hamper what you're thinking about? Yes, and that sucks. Well, it's hard. It's hard. You're human. It, yes, and it sucks because M. Night Shyamalan is he's known a for strange this. director. He's known for building you up and then tearing he has yes. Like I've seen most of his movies besides Lady in the Water and The Last Airbender, just because I heard don't see them, don't waste your time. That's always a bad... That, that, to me, a word of advice, I've seen way more movies than you and you say you need to see more movies. Don't... Because people because because the consensus says don't see it, I then want to see it more. I don't. I don't want to waste my life if it's just a bad movie. And I heard, If I would have listened to everyone, I would have never seen Gangster Squad. And I love Gangster Squad. It's one of my... One of my probably 50 favorite movies, honestly. Wow. Really? I love that movie. So, I, and I'm not saying the last Airbender is going to be your gangster squad, but I'm saying you can't no, always saying. not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, 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 like you're still going to see Glass, which I'm, yes, I'm still going to see it. I, I just don't want to be let down. It's in my top ten most anticipated of the year, and it's in January. You're just started, and I'm already hearing not so great things. It's disappointing. I always, I'm still going to go see it with somewhat high hopes because Split was one of my favorite movies when it came out. I think 2016. Think so? Yeah. Twenty seventeen. I don't know. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um. So early twenty seventeen, like in January as well, I believe. And pretty much for me, not seeing Unbreakable, I get basically a back-to-back double feature of the first film in the trilogy. I can't believe you like to split as much as you did without seeing Unbreakable because because the, but because like the tie-in at the end is what made that movie. I feel like and you not necessarily the the movie is essentially a character study with uh, James McAvoy's character, and he has all these different personalities and you see him do well, a even, master class of acting I even people like me who haven't seen the movie know what it's about so you don't have to give us a synopsis I'm just saying he he carried that movie on his own it was ma- basically him and Anya Taylor-Joy in that movie then at the end you see Bruce Willis I, I can enjoy that movie as much as I did without really knowing who Bruce Willis was that's just I, a weird take I, I know I know that it tied into Unbreakable. I get that. I'd, I'd never but seen Unbreakable. But leaving the theater, you didn't know that. But, but leaving the theater, I was like, oh, Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. That's okay, okay. Well, you knew it was Unbreakable? Yes. I don't believe that for a second. I knew if M. Night Shyamalan made a movie and he had the hood like he had in Unbreakable. But you've seen but you've seen a trailer or something? Yeah, like? I, I've seen scenes. Okay. Yes, I've seen okay, tra- okay, okay, that makes sense. I know what Unbreakable is. That's what I'm saying. You had to have had some sort of token knowledge yes, of it. So. Yeah, for sure. I, I knew what it was. I had, I had never heard of it until Split. And that just made me excited. Well, I'd heard of it working at the video store, but I didn't know what it was about. Yeah. I'll say that. And but, I didn't know Bruce Willis was in it. And I'll admit it. I didn't know he was in it. Yeah, that just made me excited. So, like, so like if I would have left Split, I would have been like, the fuck is Bruce Willis doing here? And I left Split saying, oh fucking Bruce Willis. Yeah, because Bruce Willis is just like really let me down lately. 
What's the last good movie Bruce Willis made? Red 2. That's even a hot take for you. I like Red 2. Was he in Red 1? Yeah. Oh. I like them both. Good, <laughs> movies. good bit of film making. Yeah, if you want to see old people shoot things, Red's the movie for you. When you're talking about me, I have an old You've mindset. You've never seen it? Exactly, you're hanging on. That's Ed's Crimson, ladies and gentlemen. We'll end on that. Tied up. Um, he has like 100 movies he needs to see, but he hates on ones that he hasn't. So, uh, this is episode two, man. We're going to get these things cracking out. We're going to shoot for every Monday, Wednesday, maybe mix in a Friday. I will say, give you an overview. In the next few months, uh, we're going to work on a YouTube channel, whether that be together, separate. I'm not sold on any of it, but we will be working together, at least in this avenue. Um, with the YouTube channel, we like to cover some movies. We'll probably do that together, and then I'd like to uh, do some comic book reviews and stuff like that. So we're going to get this thing rolling. We're going to uh, work our asses off, uh, grind it hard. Uh, if you follow us right now until we um, get way too many, we're going to follow everyone back, and uh, we're going to build a community. So I appreciate you guys listening. Drake, any closing thoughts? I have nothing to say. Nothing to say? That's a first, so um, I'm going to end it while I can. Uh, love you guys, and welcome to our cult. Tighten up. Deuces.